Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 84. Hey, this is Amy Jo Martin from the Why Not Now podcast. And if you want to strengthen your relationships, you should listen to Build Your Network with Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Amy Jo Martin. Amy Jo is a New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, angel investor, and podcaster. Forbes has named her the third most powerful woman on Twitter. And with an audience over a million people, her Why Not Now podcast has recently included guests such as Tony Robbins, Jessica Alba, Billy Corgan, and Mark Cuban. Amy Jo, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Super, super excited to have you. Um, why don't you go ahead and expound on that intro just a tad? And then tell us what you're most excited about right now. 
Sure. Thanks for having me on, Travis. Excited to be here. Okay. Expanding on the intro. Let's see here. It's always an interesting process. Like how far back you, what do you want? I'd say in general, I'm just a really curious person. And that's taken me into a few different, quite a few different paths and facets in my career and personally too. So it, you know, from being an entrepreneur and enjoying that ride and also working in the corporate world, living in a lot of different places, just experiencing as much as I possibly can in this lifetime. Awesome. And it looks like you've been able to experience quite a bit. And now you have the podcast, Why Not Now? And uh, I've personally listened to a few episodes, fantastic content. If you're listening right now, whatever podcasting app you're listening on, just swipe up or swipe to the left or search somehow find Why Not Now podcast with Amy Jo Martin and subscribe to that. So much great content that she's putting out over there. What's been a few of your key takeaways that you've learned from the people that you've had on your show recently? Amy Jo? Oh, great question. Thank you for asking. I feel really fortunate to be in this spot where I just get to learn and listen from some, well, really all walks of life, but people who are extremely passionate in what they do. And so a few takeaways. I'm starting to notice some themes and trends after interviewing more than 100 people. And I call these people renegades. So I've also worked with many renegades in the last 15 years or so in business. And these are sometimes really high profile people. Sometimes they're not necessarily high profile, but they're just doing some incredible things. And one of the consistent themes that I hear from them as they're navigating between idea and action, between dreaming and doing, I really dive in and say, okay, tell me about that moment when you had to ask yourself, why not now? And how you got across that bridge from dreaming to doing. And a few of the, the themes are popping up, but at, at the same time, the one that strikes me the most is these people tend to take massive action the moment they know they want to do something, meaning they put something in place that holds them accountable kind of an irreversible out and intentionally put themselves on the hook for it. And sometimes that means announcing it publicly, even though they may not know exactly how they're going to do this why not now thing that they've decided to do. Sometimes it means, you know, financially committing to something. It could be sharing with someone who know you know will not let you back down on it. Yeah. And it's just a way to cross that starting line. You know, it's yeah. a way to get yourself going and it puts that internal pressure on. And so there's a quote and it says, if you want to take the island, you burn your boat. Mm. And that's kind of the theory there is what can you do right now to make sure you follow through? Yeah, that's such a important takeaway because I think a lot of times we make promises to ourselves without proclaiming that to other people. And it's a lot more difficult to keep yourself accountable than it is to have an entire community of people keep you accountable. Have you done any sort of like group mastermind settings or anything like that, Amy Jo, to help you take that practical step? I haven't done anything formally. And it's okay. not that I wouldn't. I just haven't really approached that, yeah. mm -hmm. that angle on things. Mm -hmm. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors 
according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, of course. What are some practical ways that you try to implement that into your life? Well, one thing is without having a formal mastermind, I do have a few people in my life that I consider the people that would be in that group, yeah. right? And a few mentors that I know if I mention something to them, they will be asking about it. I'm doing it intentionally, you know, to have that be a checks and balances of holding myself accountable. That's one way. Another way is, you know, if it's something small or maybe a little less life impacting, committing in terms of signing up for something or Mm. buying that ticket. Yeah. Spending or having that difficult conversation. Sometimes there, a lot of cases, a why not now is really, I know I've needed to talk to XYZ person mm-hmm. about this issue and I've been putting it off personally or professionally, yeah. but it will really set me free and allow me to move forward if I have this conversation. So setting the meeting, reaching out and scheduling the meeting, that's one way to do it too. What have been some of your favorite conversations? I know we mentioned just a couple of the top guests that you've had on the show recently. I know you can't pick a favorite. Okay. That's kind of like picking your favorite child or something, but can you (laughs) highlight one of them that just kind of sticks out in your mind of something that you learned from somebody that, you know, most of the people listening to this would know? Oh, it's such a good question. And I have so many flying through my mind right now. One that it's just, it's top of mind because it was recent. Ryan Holiday, who is an author and he Mm -hmm. has written several books, one of which really helped me through an interesting kind of time in my life. The book is called Ego is the Enemy. And in this conversation with him, he and I start talking through this concept of whether you want to be an important person or you want to do an important thing. And that's a really interesting conversation to have with people because especially as we look at social media and our relationship to credit, and how we appear with our, I'm using air quotes here, personal brand, it's really timely. And so he had one specific statement that I find so helpful. And I said to him, how does one person start to audit whether or not 
they're in the to be or the to do camp. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the to be camp and you really want to move over to the to do camp, what can a person do? And he said, the first thing you can do is ask yourself, what's your relationship with credit, with getting credit for things? And mm-hmm. he's 30 years old and he's lived the life of four or five people, I'm convinced, <laughs> given the wisdom and what yeah. he's he's navigated through. So that's one of them. I mean, Tony Robbins was amazing for obvious reasons, but right, also the right. fact that he's just his energy and his favorite word is now, you know, so why yeah, not now is right. great. Pretty, Billy Corgan. Perfect. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. was fun. It's, and then there are people that you've never heard of that are just as impactful and right, they're, right. those episodes are just as popular. So it's, it's not just the big names. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. One of my favorite pictures of yours on Instagram is you with Shaq back in the day. It's one of my favorites just, just because of how huge the guy is and just how the contrast between the two of you standing there. But also because Shaq is like, he was like my childhood hero. I played a lot of basketball growing up and I had, you know, Shaq bobbleheads, Shaq mural painted on my wall, like like everything Shaq jerseys from, you know, basketballs, all that kind of stuff. What was one of like the biggest things that you've learned from him? Wow. I, I really appreciate everything I've, I learned from him. And I think sometimes we think we're learning one thing and we actually learn another. In yeah. fact, not mm-hmm. just sometimes, usually that's the case I found. Right. And caveat here, that photo that you saw on my Instagram, yeah. he's standing on a chair in that photo. So full disclosure, <laughs> oh, if anyone's listening and goes and looks, it's at Amy Jo Martin. We were at this photo shoot and <laughs> he's a jokester. One of the things that I learned is back to your question was, Shaquille's goal in life is to make people laugh. Mm. It really, and it shines through. He has zero ability to fake anything. And yeah. I think that's why we worked so well together in terms of his social media and mm. and really taking his brand to the next level because he comes across exactly how he is. So yeah. he's as real as it gets. And it's it's cool to see his career continue to take different paths and Right. Angles after his athletic career. Yeah. Yeah. In a time when most athletes start going down, he seems to continue to be building something, which is, I think, super, super cool and makes me admire him more from like now being an entrepreneurial business standpoint than it was in the basketball standpoint when I was younger. So yeah, super, super cool and so much awesome stuff. And I'm sure we could talk about the takeaways on your show for hours. But if you're listening, we obviously don't have hours. So go check out (laughs) Amy Jo's show, Why Not Now, on your favorite podcasting platform. So now, Amy Jo, I kind of want to move this conversation since this is Build Your Network. We love to talk about networking and building relationships, which you obviously are master at doing this. So I'm really excited to get into this part of the conversation with you. And this is the question I always use to kick off this conversation this direction here. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? What you know, 100%, because what you know will help you meet who you want to know. Can you kind of expound on that just a little bit? So for somebody listening and they're going to take 2018 and they want to double down on one of these two areas, they want to take a deep dive into getting better at their craft or they want to take a deep dive into building more relationships. What would be your advice? Getting better at their craft. And that will help them connect with more like-minded people. It will help them identify who they should connect with in order to you know, continue to grow. What you know will always trump who you know, in my opinion, because it helps you connect with the people that make sense for you to continue to grow. And that's what? definitely a... 
And what are some ways that people can work on the what? Like when you were starting out, was it just like reading a bunch of books? Was it taking courses? Was it mentorships? What exactly helps people, do you think, in the what you know part of their lives the best? Listening a ton, which if you're listening to the voices of authority out there and just making sure you understand kind of what the tone and trends are with what it is that you want to know and not necessarily taking it as they are the end all, but just being aware of the current conversation and then experiential. I mean, the quicker you can try to get in and learn by doing, I'm a big fan of that. Of course, reading, of course, listening Mm -hmm. to audiobooks, podcasts, whatever. That's all just as important. The more you can start implementing, the quicker that knowledge that you're absorbing through the other mediums will truly sink in and get into your bones. So it's practice, yeah, I'd practice, say practice, basically, right? Finding ways to start implementing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's baby steps in your basement. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just, right. there's no better way to learn than by do. Okay. So taking this conversation now, talking about the fact that you obviously were very, very competent in your skill set enough to be able to get in front of the people that you've got in front of. Can you tell us a story about how a person that you may have met connected you to somebody, to somebody, to somebody that led you to this big opportunity that traces back to the fact that you knew your stuff going into that first relationship? Yeah. I'm trying to kind of reverse engineer. I think these things happen all the time time every day without realizing it. And it's, I don't really even think of it as networking. That word can be, you know, the connotation when I hear it, I think of, yeah, small talk, having cocktails somewhere Mm -hmm. with people that I don't know. And it kind of turns me off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But if you think about it in terms of just being authentic and connecting with people for the reason of genuinely being interested in what they're doing Mm -hmm. and them vice versa interested in you. Yeah. What you just said, and I'll kind of say something here and give you a second to think about a good story. But what you just said is exactly what we try to do on this show. Take the word networking and strip away all the negative things that you think about it and replace it with words like what you just said, like building relationships, making friendships and doing basically just meeting people and being a normal person and not having this hidden agenda, like five years step you know, five-year, 10-step plan to eventually monetize this relationship further down the road and stuff. It's just all about just caring, being genuine, meeting people, growing friendships and building actual relationships. And you heard it just now from one of the best. I mean, this girl's, she's interviewed the best of the best on her podcast. She's gotten in front of so many awesome people. And it's not because she's got 3,000 business cards in her back pocket and goes to networking events. It's because she's focused on creating real genuine connection and real genuine friendships and relationships with people. And that's what it's all about. It's not about the business cards and the cocktails and chatting about nothing and small talk and stuff like that. So fantastic insight there, Amy Jo. Oh, thank you. I have my story, but before I tell you the story, can I, would you like to hear something really quickly that's highly relevant to that? Of course. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to assume you do. So we just had the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And I was invited to a Super Bowl party in Minneapolis. And it was going, it's a big charity event with a lot of, I call them fancy people. I'm from Wyoming. So I, the fancy people is kind of what I call them. Although they're just <laughs> like everybody else, yeah, what I've, right. I've learned. And I was going to go with a friend and who I was advising for. And 
we didn't end up going intentionally. It was kind of a last minute decision. Part of the reason why we didn't go, she's not a great networker, but she's an amazing entrepreneur. And she's like, but you're such a good networker. You can help, you know, the head of so-and-so is going to be there. And like Jamie Foxx was hosting it. Shaquille O'Neal was DJing it. And I said to her, actually, I'm not a good networker in that scenario. You know, I'll end up talking to the same person for hours (laughs) because I like to go deep in terms of conversation and I end up not meeting anyone else. So I am not, in terms of the traditional definition, I don't Mm -hmm. consider myself a great networker at all. So there's just a little caveat, by the way. Would you be, would you consider yourself to be an introvert? You know, I think I'm, it's all about the scenario and environment. It's energy sa- that, and that kind definition of kind of yeah. sounded like more introverted to me because that's exactly how I am. I'm pretty introverted, which is kind of ironic that I host a show about meeting people. Uh, yeah, and we tend to bucket ourselves. And I don't right. know if mm-hmm. every, you know, yeah. if everyone is just one or the other. I think there are yeah. times where I'm very much of an extrovert, and there are other times I recharge and get more energy by being. Alone. On my own, yeah. usually. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the same exact yeah. way because exactly what you said, <laughs> that's how I would describe my networking, quote unquote, networking event experiences is just like, all I'm talking to one person the first day and then I'll just look for that person like the next three days because like, oh, I already built a friendship with that person. Like, I know who that is yeah. now. So I don't want to do this again, <laughs> you know, but well, yeah, it's super especially- fun. <laughs> In those types of situations, and especially having worked a bit in the entertainment field and been around that kind of Hollywood scene a bit, Mm -hmm. usually at those parties, people aren't focused and being present. They're looking over your shoulder to see who else is there, who they might want to go meet. So it's just (laughs) kind of funny. You know, it's just a show. But there's also fun to it if you're like into that or whatever. So my story. (laughs) So yeah. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Story. Okay. Women dressed up with feathers in a pool at this party that I was supposed to go to. Oh. <laughs> You've got that going for you. <laughs> That's your oh, thing. man. That's um, funny. Which is me, is art. So, okay, my story. There was a moment when I was working for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, and I had been experimenting with social media. I didn't know what I was doing, it was just new, and I was kind of playing. And I reached a roadblock within the front office because there weren't any rules for social media yet. And I had been helping Shaquille O'Neal and I, you know, of course been doing it on my own. And I was in charge of direct, or I think it was called director of digital new media and research. It's called new media back because it was so new. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure what to do as far as convincing HR and senior leadership that this was a good idea and that we need to be open to the space. So I Googled, companies, I just kind of Googled companies that are using Twitter. And I found this company called Zappos. I had never heard of Zappos and I'd never purchased anything, of course, but I found them. And then I found this guy who ran Zappos and he's the CEO and his name's Tony Shea. And I found out that he had encouraged all of his employees to be on Twitter. And this was at the time, maybe 2008. And so I thought, I'll reach out to this guy. I had no idea who he was. All I wanted was, hey, do you have a policy for this, a social Mm -hmm. media policy? Right. So I direct messaged him on Twitter. And two weeks after I said, hey, do you have a social media policy for Zappos? He wrote back, be real and use your best judgment, period. (laughs) And I thought, well, that's a man of a few words two (laughs) weeks later. I was like, okay, well, so I actually did take that to HR and to leadership and said, hey, this is what the Zappos guy is saying. And then he DM'd me. Not too long after that and said, 
hey, I noticed you're in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to be there giving a talk. Would you want to come? Mm-hmm. He hadn't even written his book at that point, Delivering Happiness. And oh, so wow. I was like, I was just getting started. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Long story short, fast forward, Travis, he became a mentor, a friend, first a friend, then a mentor, then That's an investor awesome. of mine. Wow. And to back to your question, I think, well, who introduced me to him? Well, it was social media, but then you kind of can go all the way back down the rabbit hole of who helped me get the job at the Suns or why did I get it? And then, right, right. So it's kind of a fun thing to do sometimes with connections in your life mm-hmm. and follow them all the way back. Like, well, who introduced me to them? Well, then right, how did I right. meet them? And and you start to notice patterns in your choice of, of networking, I guess, your, yeah. your path and Go back system. and examine the butterfly effect, so to speak. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Really cool. That's such a fantastic story and a really great mentor to have as well. So when you reach out to people cold, Amy Jo, kind of like what I know that that's how you ended up saying yes to this interview was just a bunch of cold reaching out. Do you have any tips for people when they're trying to reach out to somebody cold? I get this question sometimes where people are like, man, I really want to talk to this person or that person. They're like, how do I get in touch with them? Do I go meet this person who knows this person who knows that person? Or, and I'm just like, hey, look, first of all, just try to reach out. You know, a lot more people are more accessible than you think they may be. And, you know, if you don't get a response or they never read your message or whatever, then you can try to other avenues. But what's some advice that you have on reaching out cold to people? Yeah, I guess the kind of taking a step back and if we get a little more meta here is I try to look at equal value exchange. What is it that I could help them with and or offer value? And that can come in so many forms, right? And then in return, what is it that would help me? And reaching out cold, if the person ha- that's reaching out hasn't done a lot of listening prior, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's like walking up to someone at one of those, I'm using air quotes, networking events and mm-hmm. asking them to buy into a timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> right, you would right. never, you usually wouldn't go straight there, right? Mm-hmm. So warming up the conversation and really listening and knowing what's important to them is is not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And like do, uh, doing your research ahead of time, basically, is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And then you're right. I think there was an article recently that came out talking about Steve Jobs and saying how one of the most valuable things you can do is ask for help. And he talks about how he would reach out cold to people mm-hmm. and just ask them for information. And a lot of times people do want to help. It's about what it takes for them to help too. Is it an easy answer? Is it an easy redirect to the person that would be able to help them better? Is it when you're asking for someone's time, like get on the phone and take 30 minutes to an hour, Mm -hmm. it gets trickier then. Yeah. Well, value. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And there's some great, and I've read a lot about the Steve Jobs, what you're talking about too, Amy Joe. And then Tim Ferriss has some great email templates and tips and stuff for doing this in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek. So if you're listening, you haven't bought that book or listened to that book, it is definitely a must read. I don't subscribe to the whole, like you only have to work four hours a week type thing. I think you got to work a little bit more than that to see real results. But the concept and the principle is uh, very, very true. Focus on the tasks that are important and prioritize your time basically. But There's a whole section in there that Tim talks about how to reach out to people who seem inaccessible, and he has some really great templates there. So if you're listening and you want to go check that out, go get that book. We'll put the link to that in the show notes. Amy Jo, when you are in a conversation and you feel like it is like about to die down, or you can tell somebody's just like sucking value from you and it's just going nowhere, do do you have any tips for leaving a conversation like that? 
<laughs> That's an interesting question. It is, it's legit. I mean, that happens to all of us. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I do. Well, I first thing that came to mind was I have a friend and someone I actually consider a mentor who thinks of conversations as like waves you would ride if you were surfing. And it's not necessarily one person's wrong or one person's right or oftentimes there's a flow to the conversation, right? Yeah. A wave. And when you're done, you get off. You don't right. just try and stay and keep surfing, right? It's over. Mm-hmm. So you ride the wave. I guess if you feel like it's one-sided, there might be ways to start to, I wouldn't say deflect, but start putting a little bit more ownership, having the person that's asking and keeps asking for things, mm-hmm. ask them to do some of the work, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Not flipping it for the sake of just being strategic to get out of it, but truly, if it's take, 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 you can usually ask them to start doing some research on something. Or if you really want me to do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to need you to do this first. I don't know. It's I guess it's all relative to the specific situation. Yeah, right. But at some point, it like it goes back to that equal value exchange. If mm-hmm. it's not just money for time, it's it could be any form of value. Right. There are different mm-hmm. types of currency, right? So true. So true. And I'm sure that this is a conversation we could really, really get into, but I know that we are coming close here to the end. So I need to move on to something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yes. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Professional dancing, not in a <laughs> exotic way, but I <laughs> not, always you danced for when I was yeah. younger. So as that was coming out of my mouth, I kind of wanted to like pull it back in. It was like, this sounds really bad. But just, yeah, it's always to spend in my blood. And then delivering flowers, because who isn't excited to see you? When flowers arrive, uh, you know, although <laughs> it's one of those things I think I'd like to do for a day and then I'd be over it. <laughs> if you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, I have so many. But the first one that pops in is my grandfather. Never met him. And I think it would really help me understand more about me and my family tree and DNA and just just learning and just hanging out with them, really. Hmm. How do you like to consume content, books, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Lately, it's been audio. So whether it's audiobook or podcasts, I have a treadmill desk where I like to be moving in some way. If it's not outside, which is the preferred method, then it's on the treadmill desk and snackable snippets. My attention span, just like most people, is short. So (laughs) (laughs) I like little sprints, sprints of knowledge and learning. (laughs) What's one of your like go-to podcasts? Oh gosh, it's going to sound cliche, but I sure do love Oprah's Super Soul. And partially because I just love the way she interviews and I feel like Mm, I learn a lot from her, but I equally learn a lot from Howard Stern. So I'd say I have both sides of the spectrum covered on that front. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Wake up, try not to look at my phone until I've gotten truly out of bed and usually tea or coffee. And I've just, I've been meditating for the last couple of years pretty consistently and just finished the TM kind of, I don't know if you call it a course, but uh, transcendental meditation. So although it's not an every day religious thing, Mm -hmm. I try to get that done first and it helps me. I also have a journal and I would journal after meditation, but this is not an everyday 
like thing. Right. So right. it's fairly consistent, but I'd be lying if I said I was do it every day. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is your go-to pump-up song? Thunderstruck by ACDC or... Gosh, it it changes by season, but some of the oldies, you know, it would be that or I have a playlist that's just full of Imagine Dragons. Yes. yes. I had Dan Reynolds on the Why Not Now podcast and it it really helped me understand more about how the music and where the music's coming from, but I loved it before anyway. So yeah. 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 What are you not very good at, Amy Jo? Networking, <laughs> the <laughs> traditional sense of networking, hence not going to like passing up a Super Bowl party. <laughs> That's how great. bad I don't like how much I don't like it. <laughs> great answer. Great way to finish this up. As we get everything done here, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? All social media is at Amy Jo Martin, A-M-Y-J-O-M-A-R-T-I-N. Perfect. So if you want to see more of Amy Joe, head on over to whatever social media you use the most and look for Amy Joe Martin. And please go subscribe to her podcast, Why Not Now. You will not regret it. Amy Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Had a blast chatting with you. I had fun too, Travis. Thank you for having me on. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.